0: Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Now today I'm really excited to share with you an incredibly inspiring lady. Now if you're in the Total Somatics community or you've been connected with Total Somatics for some time, you may be familiar with our wonderful guest today. Now, Louise has been practising Total Somatics since 2014, and she comes here to my studio classes in Adelaide, South Australia. But Louise also sees me for one-on-one clinical somatics, and on top of that, she's been part of the Total Somatics online membership. So for for Louise, over many years, somatics has been quite a large part of her lifestyle. Today, though, we're going to talk to Louise about how this regular practice has helped support her through some very challenging times recently. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Louise. Hi, Louise. Hi, Heidi. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Really looking forward to everybody hearing how inspiring you are. I know you're very modest and you you won't accept (laughs) that, but you really are. (laughs) So, um, Louise, is it possible to share with us how things have been for you in life generally in recent years, but then how very quickly things changed and why?
1: Yeah, I thought I was very fit and healthy. And I think I, I changed jobs in April of 2022 and very soon after I started, it was, kind of COVID was still around and COVID went through the office I myself caught COVID and out of everybody in the office I had the least symptoms and I recovered the most quickly I worked from home throughout there was I probably missed maybe two or three hours of work in total in the days that I had COVID and I felt really confident in my health and fitness went back to work. Um, I can't remember the exact date, but I had a letter through saying that I was due for a breast screen. And I'd made a resolution to myself at the beginning of the year that I would put my health above everything else. And I would make any appointments for any screening appointments that I was invited to, to make the appointment within two weeks, even if it was for Further ahead, one month, two months, I would make the appointment and I would stick to the appointment. I made the appointment for my breast screen. I went to the breast screen. I didn't even think about it afterwards because I've been for so many and I was really confident in my health and fitness. And then I received a phone call at work from Breast Screen SA Uh, saying that there had been um, I don't think she used the word problem but she said that there was something about the screen and they needed me to have a second screen again didn't ring any alarm bells for me I just thought oh well you know maybe the results something happened Um, there won't be anything wrong with me I'm so fit and healthy can't possibly be a problem I breast cancer just was not crossing my mind at that stage. I went for another screen and then I, I knew when I was there that things just weren't as good. So really, by the they told me to go back and get the results and take somebody with me. So I took my lovely husband with me and I knew, and I think we both had resigned ourselves to the fact that we probably were going to be told that it was positive, and we were. And because we'd had a few days to think about it, it didn't knock us over as much as I thought it might have um we came away and we were actually laughing and joking a little bit um and then we kind of looked at each other and went well what happens now But um, but breast screen essay were amazing they booked me an appointment with my gp for the following day um i know people complain about health services but when something like this happens to you generally the health services really pull out all the stops and they help you and support you and if they don't you need to speak up because they should um yeah saw my GP got my referral to a surgeon and um everything happened within days within within weeks i was I was in the system and things were moving so quickly. um the result they did tell me was it was an aggressive fast growing cancer, so there would be no delays in any treatment and we had to get on with it.
0: and I remember you saying to me at the time how you were just so grateful that you kept up that routine scan oh. you know and how really if anybody takes anything away from this episode today it's really to keep up those regular um checkups really because as you said you were feeling fit and well you didn't feel anything no lunch you didn't feel anything at all and it was just I remember it was routine wasn't it you went in your lunchtime at work and just fitted mm. that
1: in yeah it was the routine every two years I get the i get the invitation for the appointment and I make sure that I go um I, in previous years i I've kept looking at the letter thinking oh, I must get around and make that appointment but and I've delayed it but I've made made that agreement I don't know why with myself but just that this year or that last year I would make all those appointments within such a short time the same for the the bowel screening kit that we all get sent same thing and now I'm nagging everybody else as soon as you get an invitation for any pap smear bowel screen breast screen just make them and do them they're not intrusive really in the scheme of things I can tell you if you get sick it's more intrusive yeah it's worth doing
0: it is and the thing is Louise it's like throughout the whole of that and even just hearing you say how the two of you came away and there was like you were joking a little bit but then it hit you it's like that slight delay that processing but the two of you have just powered on through this whole time, really. And, you know, Pete's been that huge support as well, really. it's It's been amazing. Um, but, you know, you are incredibly inspiring. And I know I've mentioned to you how attendees here in the studio, um, that, that, you know, in South Australia, that they're really amazed by you as well. And I know when you've not been around, they've said things like, I don't know how I would go, but she's just so amazing. And it kind of makes you reflect on how you would be. But the thing is... They only see the show reels. They see you putting your public face on and the smile. They don't see the dark times, you know, behind the scenes, those difficult times when you might have been up in the night and your mind's just going through everything. So how did you
1: manage to stay upbeat and focused, really? I think I just focused on the practical side of things. There was always something to think about, an appointment to think about or the cycle of chemo, you know, it's a three week cycle, for me, it was a three week cycle. And I knew the stages of the three weeks, how I would feel dreadful for so many days. And then I knew this time next week, I'm gonna feel so much better. I've just got to get through the next day, the next two days. And my husband was amazing. And I really, I probably worried about him more than I worried about myself because he felt so helpless and I could see that he was, and he wanted to help me so much. And for him, he's always done the cooking. So that was his biggest contribution was that he knew that he could support me with my nutrition. So we both went to see a nutritionist together and spoke about. Luckily, we had a pretty healthy lifestyle. So not too much adjustment to our diet was was because he he agreed he would just adjust his diet accordingly. We'd do it together, Um, but not too much adjustment was necessary. But. I can imagine for some people perhaps they would have to adjust a bit more and that would be really tricky. Um, mm-hmm. Food was disgusting, I'll be honest, and I've always loved my food. So that was one of the hardest things. Um, it was difficult and it was difficult for him to watch me try and eat and it was difficult for me to be honest and say to him, this is disgusting because I knew how much effort he'd put into to trying to help me. Um, so that was those, I think, for us, food was the diff the most difficult everything else we kind of both knew what to expect or weren't too surprised by it and we just dealt with it yeah
0: and i remember you saying to me recently how there were times you just didn't want to eat and the only thing that he could do and control was the food and that's really hard isn't it because you're trying to manage your own stuff but you two have been together so many years that you can feel his pain, can't you, really? Yeah. That the one thing he wanted to do, he just couldn't do it because you just you couldn't stomach it, really.
1: Hmm. It was really hard. And I couldn't even think of anything else that I could say to him was, OK, so let's forget about the food. Let How about you do this for me or you do that for me? Because there was really nothing. Um And I think we had a very good conversation about it's not anybody's fault, it's not his fault, it's not my fault, it's the situation that we're in. And we know that we can overcome this together, we just need to support each other, and it will soon be over. Um, So yeah, it was just remembering it was nobody's fault, it was just the situation.
0: And I think that that kind of pragmatic way is something that really stands out as well, because throughout this whole thing, the one thing I'd say is you've been incredibly structured. You know, it's like you've got your somatics practice. You're really careful with your mindset. There's that mindfulness element to things. Exercise, really important. And the nutrition side. And and they've all been really non-negotiable elements in your healing and your recovery, haven't they? I mean, Can you elaborate a bit more on how like, your health practitioners have commented on that with your routine and your recovery and how
1: you've felt bringing all that in? Mm, I think it even started before my treatment because initially I was told that for the cancer I had and for a lady of my age, there would be a particular route to take of treatment. And then when I went to see the surgeon... um, he was running late. He's often running late, but that's fine. Um, He was running late. And when I eventually got in to see him, he was really apologetic. And I said, that doesn't matter. As long as I make my Pilates class tonight, I won't complain. And he went, you're going to Pilates? And I went, well, why wouldn't I? And he saw me in a different light at that stage. And every Friday, there used to be a conference between my oncologist, my surgeon and the pathologist. So this was right back at the beginning, and they were about to have their conference. And I think at that conference, they changed their direction and their approach. It was hang on a minute, she's fit, she's healthy, she's not the average person of her age. So is there a different option? And then they came back to me and said, "We actually propose that we're going to take a different route for you. We go, we're not going to to do what we discussed before." And really, um, because of that, I only had a partial mastectomy, and you wouldn't even know that I've had any surgery on my breast. Otherwise, it would have been a full mastectomy. No negotiating. Wow. So no. I, th- I think it's important to keep yourself as fit and healthy as you can, because you never know when it's going to pay off for you. Yeah. I always say, Louise, it's
0: like um, an insurance policy, isn't it? When you eat and you live healthy, uh, it can pay off in its dividends in the future, can't it? It really does reap yeah. its rewards long-term, and, and that really shows clear yeah. example of it. Um, The thing is, though, you know, when we talk about, like, the mindset element of it, um, what kind of important principles um of a ground mindset did you find uh, helpful because everything was really out of your control. So there were things that you could control, but, out, you know, there's there was a lot of things that you couldn't really control. And one of the things that you've already mentioned, and I remember we've discussed it before and discussing it with people in the studio here, you know, when we've got the classes, is that expression, a really disempowering expression of aggressive. And you said aggressive, fast-growing cancer I mean, how did you manage to switch your mindset and focus on more empowering
1: actions when you heard such a disempowering expression used? Um, I tried not to dwell too much on, on the language and I tried not to look or seek additional information. I only looked at the things that I felt that I could cope with at any one time. So I took it a, a stage at a time Um and it is scary to think aggressive but they caught it really early and I just focused on the fact they've caught it really early they've caught it so early I still can't even feel it I don't know where this you know they've told me there's a lump there and if I really feel around maybe I can notice it but is it just because they've told me it's there it was that tiny so I just focused on the the positive sides of the negatives, if you like, Um, Mm. just, okay, we're already in the treatment. I've got the best chance possible. I'm really confident in the team I have, and there are things I can do to help myself. And it was somatics, gym exercise with physios at the cancer clinic and my nutrition. Really, those were the main things. And just being positive, surrounding myself with positive people and just working
0: through yeah and i was gonna say you know sometimes when you would come to the class and i'd say how are you louise yep yeah, good and i'm like okay no more we're not going to say any more than that you know it's like yeah well, i'm here it, you didn't say that but it was like she's here that's the thing you know and it's literally it's like uh, i think sometimes i'd say things to you and you go honestly you know i think i was i, I think i said to you sometimes sorry louise i think i'm mothering you because <laughs> you know cancer the gym you know they're like getting you to really push it but um I just couldn't help it but you know it's just what happens isn't it yeah.
1: my oncologist is very realistic and he taught me he he used two very important phrases that have, did help me have helped me all the way through one of them is you're not made of glass just get on with it mm-hmm. and the other one is be kind to yourself which are almost contradictory but if you use each each thing in the right situation that gets you through so yeah, I'm not made of glass and I do need to push myself a little bit. But also there are times when I was pushing myself a little bit too much, or my expectations were perhaps too high. And it was just back off, be kind to yourself today. Just calm down.
0: Um, and and the thing is, it's like, you know, balancing that. Um how did it go when you were going through things like chemo? What was your internal dialogue like? Because It's quite a confronting scene and I know we've talked about it and other people I've chatted to that have been in a situation where it's quite triggering. A lot of your emotions can come up uh, because of this and you really wanting to stay focused but it is quite a, um, it's it's a difficult scene to be in, isn't it, when you're having chemo for different reasons, you know.
1: It is but, again, you can kind of twist that a little bit and see some positives. I mean, I've, I've never had a full day to sit and read a book so that's that,
0: really true yeah
1: I got caught up with my reading a little bit but having said that chemo brain did affect me some, so mm. I probably didn't read as the same sort of books that I would have normally chosen but I found things that I could read make you know the Sunday supplements and yeah little short articles and listen to podcasts and things so yeah, yeah it's there there were When you go to the clinic, there is a huge range of different people with different cancers at different stages of treatment. And for every person who is incredibly sick, you will see another person who looks like they probably shouldn't be there, which has been me for the last few cycles that I've been to. I've just looked like somebody, yeah, I don't really look like a patient, I don't think. My hair's growing back and I feel really fit. I'm fitter than I was before I had cancer because of going to the gym there. So, yeah, Yeah. it's just something that I've had to do, but I haven't looked sick. So I think for me, I probably focused more on the positives, although I was sympathetic towards the other people and I would be there. If a lot of people keep themselves to themselves, I think that's most people's way of coping with it. But some people mm. like to chat and that's fine. If, some, if the person next to me wanted to chat, I was always happy to, to engage. Although perhaps yeah. not in the early stages. I kept very much to myself in the early stages. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in a sense, really, Louise, when you're saying you, you went there and you kind of look like you don't know why, you know, people are probably going, why is she here? She doesn't look sick. But you know what? That's inspirational in itself to go because they would have seen you over the time and seen that recovery and think that could be me soon. You Know yes. so, can you see again how it's just again you are very inspiring, even though you told me at the beginning before the recording <laughs> that you weren't you are? Um, and it's just everybody needs that person, don't they? Like that person that they can aspire to. Yeah. Um, I must admit, reason-
1: early on, there was a gentleman there who he was really positive and he said he was chatting to me and he was saying, Oh, yeah, this is the um the stage that I'm at and gave me you know additional information and he had young family and he you know very good career and I was thinking wow the impact on his life of all of this is way bigger than the impact on my life I don't have any children to worry about I my work what my workplace was amazing they were so supportive Uh, let me work from home they let me work longer days when I could shorter days or no days they just were so flexible it was incredible I could not have asked for better support so I, I look I do look around and see that there are other people who are so much worse off and it's a much harder journey for them. For me, really, it was relatively easy compared to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, well... That's just you saying that, Louise. <laughs> it was it it was it was difficult because, I mean, I recall, and you mentioned about the chemo brain earlier, I recall when we were doing one-on-one clinical somatics and, you know, you were adamant that you were going to keep that routine, you were going to attend, but, you know, if we could get 20 minutes in sometimes, that was good because your brain was just so fuzzy, wasn't it? And, I mean, how did you feel about that when, you know, you know many of those movements and we had to adapt it because of the port in your chest you know so we were together we were exploring how we could do variations of pandiculations um and to release those patterns of tension and tightness but how did you feel when some of the most like fundamental movements that we you know that is part of like say the the pelvic roll you know the arch and flatten because you were in that locked stress pattern it was incredible. And you said yourself, it's like, what, you know, it was just that fuzzed up brain. I mean, how did you feel uh, coping with that? And after leaving here, um you know, in the clinic, how did you kind of manage that uh, in your headspace, as it were?
1: I, I always felt a benefit from it, even if it was a, a shorter session, I always, and because I could feel the benefit that really kept me going. I, I really, was pleased that I was managing to do that and with your support Heidi for you to have adapted those movements for me and with me and shown me and focused on this is what might help you this week or this is if I explained oh I'm going this is going to be happening and you made the suggestions for things I'm the eye movements and the breathing were just so priceless to me I, when I had that first port removed and I was under general anesthetic doing the breathing and the eye movements while I was in that um, operating theater were just so helpful. I was so relaxed. Yeah. Somatics has really, really been a godsend to me throughout this. Even, even in the chairs, in the clinic, I can do little movements. They're not proper somatics movements, but I understand my body enough that I can just do very small movements that will release things and will help me. And I also feel like I'm helping myself because Mm -hmm. when you're having all that put into your body, there's nothing you can do for yourself. But at least if I'm doing a little thing, then, Yeah. yeah.
0: And I know you and I together, when we were doing the movements, because we were so in tune with each other and like we've worked with each other for years, really, there were many times that, Uh, We would just go together in and out of pandiculation and it was a slight variation, but we kind of were listening, weren't we, to where is this taking us? Where can we release? So it it just became like, let's just explore how this Mm -hmm. is going. And, you know, I don't know about you, Louise, but it, it was incredible to see. How an event during that week, you know, with everything that was going on, how strong those postural reflexes were. You know, sometimes when you had that really dominant green uh, green light reflex, you know, a huge sway back. um, But then at the same time, you could see where the port had created a bit of a rotation, like the red and the trauma. So you were trapped in all three of those brainstem reflexes. um, But we had to kind of methodically see how we could unwind that brain patterning, but doing it at a, a a sort of rate that wasn't over-processing on a sensory level for you?
1: Mm. I kind of felt yeah. that I invented the amber light at that stage. Um, i must say
0: louise i'll have to find it and and what i'll do is we'll pop it up here so as we're talking now it will probably pop up because the tech team might stick it up for us but do you remember when we did at one point like a before and after photo i think it was with the port and i know i shared it on the social media so if you're happy to i can just flick that mm. up so people can yeah. see um, what we did in that session but yeah that's right you were you did say you created a new reflex didn't you yeah. the amber <laughs> i
1: remember that so uh, yeah yeah I felt yeah I would get over one thing and then something else would crop up and then I was something else so yeah anyway Uh... So thank it was it you, was yes, it, you got me through thank you so much oh, no not at all
0: i mean how do you feel like um, and you know how did you apply you know just generally with the total somatics like movement mindset and mindfulness principles away from when we were working together how did you feel you're able to incorporate you've mentioned a few things but incorporate in your life to help regulate your nervous system because that's really what it's about isn't it coming back into that state of balance um how, how did you apply many
1: of those principles away from when we were together? I even laying in bed, I, I didn't actually lay in bed very much. I didn't allow myself that, um, because i I had been warned that if you stay in bed too much, then you you'll be more tired. So I made myself get up and walk. Every morning I made myself do a walk on the beach and and I was kind to myself in that if I didn't go very far that was fine but wherever I decided I was stopping I would stop and do some somatics movements on the shore of the water Um, and again uh, sometimes I did a little bit longer. Um, I didn't do huge amounts but it was enough and breathing and then I would return home. Um, And I think I think we've got the Louise
0: sequence which we've put in the membership and I think did you say you were doing that on the beach you know when you did the standing where we <laughs> kind of combined the red the green the trauma bringing in like a standing side bend so I'll find that uh, wherever it is in the membership I'll, I'll let everybody know in the private Facebook for Total Somatics but that was dedicated because of what Louise did I kind of played around and thought what can she do to incorporate all those reflexes on the beach and literally <laughs> you said didn't you, you had a bit of a go with that so yeah. that was pretty it, good I'll to bring into Oh,
1: sweet. i still do it from time to time yeah i love oh, brilliant. it yeah already. Oh,
0: now i just want to go back to pete because he's been really and i've gone all goosebumps about it because he's been really supportive hasn't he over all this time a massive strength behind the scenes um you know with you every step of the way um how did you individually and together
1: get through this period of time i think it was the agreement or the understanding that we were both in this together, and we both fully there was there was no question, neither of us doubted i I never doubted his support for a moment I knew that he would be with me the full way through, and that helped me just to know that he was there, but I also didn't put upon him any more than I needed to so we we kept our own space i suppose we tried to carry on our routines as much as possible he loves going to the cinema so he went to the Mm -hmm. cinema by himself almost every week um i carried on with my somatics class um just yeah generally giving space even if we were both at home together we didn't necessarily sit together all the time we just yeah it was A day at a time, I suppose, really. Yeah, yeah. I know before we were were
0: recording, we were just saying how it's only now really you kind of stand back and reflect at the time you just got through it, but it's now, it kind of hits you more now, doesn't it, when you start thinking back some parts, there's like little black spots or blurs, but it's only now you really start to think
1: about it, isn't it? Mm, It is, yeah. I think we're just finding our feet again because we used to have a pretty hectic social life together. And obviously I didn't feel as comfortable going out because I had to keep myself away from viruses and, and illness generally, infections. Um, but I, I'd said, you know, to him, I just if you would like to go out and do things, but he didn't really feel like it so much. There wasn't really much that he wanted to go to by himself. So I, I, it it is a massive change. It does affect everybody. And I was very aware of that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and and
0: I was going to say, um, you know, you've been I've mentioned before, but you've been really supportive to people here, you know, in the studio. This is where we hold the classes. Everyone, by the way, in case you keep wondering why I'm saying here, um, but um, you know, and and within the studio classes here with Total Somatics, um, you know, there are people that are going through similar situations, so it's been quite good seeing how you've kind of been supporting them and they've been pretty amazed and very appreciative of your support but for anybody that's watching or listening to this episode today and they're going through similar things what would you share with them to help them through this these challenging life events?
1: I think it's important to remember that a lot of situations are similar but different I don't think there are any two even with the same type of cancer, I don't think any two situations are identical. You're dealing with different treatments, different oncologists, different clinics. And then you've got the, the added mix that people with different personalities. And I think you've got to realise what your personality is and how you cope with things and not try too much to follow what other people have done. And you... I I've, I've, I know a lot of people like to find out everything about things before they make any decisions and they want to know what's going to happen in the future. I couldn't do that. I had to take the information in bits. I just looked things up when I felt like it and I took on board what I needed to take on board at that particular time. That's what helped me. But I know a lot of people would want to know the whole story before they even started. So mm. you probably need to reflect on yourself and think about what would help you most and maybe work out how you're going to get through that um, mm-hmm. but i think for anybody whatever your situation i cannot emphasize enough that exercise exercise mm-hmm. counteracted so many of the side effects it's unbelievable mm-hmm. if you can find a, a physio a clinic especially if they do have experience with oncology and get mm-hmm. some support that way it it really will help you and physios are so experienced you think that you have to be fit and healthy but you don't there are people at the clinic where i go who can barely walk they come mm-hmm. in in a wheelchair or using a walker and the physios still can find an hours worth of exercises that they, that will benefit these people and and
0: to clarify, that's like a cancer exercise or cancer gym, isn't it? That's it specific is. for that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: called Lift, and it's at the Tennyson Center. I cannot recommend them highly enough. It is a private clinic. If you have hospital cover here, you can be referred, and um, your your insurance will pay for it. But there are physios out there who do specialize in oncology, um, and. Yeah, unfortunately, it's something I feel very strongly about and and there is not enough of it available to people. It should be freely available. It really should because the benefits are phenomenal. Yeah.
0: It is. And I was going to say, because people will be listening to this all around the world, it's really just getting them to have a look at, you know, look into their local community, isn't it? Because we're mentioning here what's happening in Australia, but it depends on where they're listening. But yeah, to kind of reach out and see if there is a a specialist thing. So if they've got
1: their oncologist, their oncologist should be able to refer on that sort of thing, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's definitely worth asking. But I, I do appreciate it's probably not going to be that easy for people. But if you can't get do that, just go for a walk. Just yeah. go for a walk. It, yeah. Even if it's a really short walk. And you'll find there will be days when you can go further or w- walk faster. There'll be other days when you have to go really slowly. You don't go very far. You have to take a break. That's fine. But just get out there and get a, r- a little routine. Like I did it first thing in the morning. I'd have a shower, go for a walk. That was my routine. And I would tell yeah. myself... Oh, you can come home and you can sit down. But often by the time I'd had my walk, I I felt ready to do a little bit of work from home. So it set me up for the day. And eating, just eat regularly. Just eating is not nice, but you just got to get the food in you. Little bits of snacks. Yeah, just do it.
0: Louise, it just made me think, you know, that period of time, it's making me think when we've had that discussion, but we also know of somebody else that we've been discussing and chatting with recently that, You know, that period of time when they've just finished their course of treatments, they've had a scan and they're waiting for the results of that scan after they've just gone through that course of treatments. How did you keep your mind focused on that? Was that, again, part of just that routine of walking every day or did you sometimes catch yourself ruminating and think, no, stop? You know, because that period of time where there's it's a waiting game, three or four weeks can seem like a long time, can't it?
1: I was really fortunate. I haven't actually had to wait that kind of time for any results. You didn't have to? No, no. My last scan, they told me on the day. day. I I was clear, yeah. Yeah, they told me on the day. Um, But just because the setup of the clinic that I've been going to, the the machines are there and the doctor, my surgeon, was right there. So he went in and had a look at the results.
0: And I suppose it depends on the type of cancer as well, doesn't it, and all that sort of thing, like you were saying before. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I... Personally, had no idea that there were even so many different types of breast cancer, let alone the types of cancer that there are. I just presume yeah. breast cancer was breast cancer. So yeah. yeah, it's been a big learning thing for me.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, this this event does change a person on so many levels. Um, and, you know, how would you say that this life event has really changed your perspective on life and priorities? I mean, what have you noticed It's strengthened your resolve to pursue
1: and also just to let go? in life generally i've generally been pretty laid back i think but i suppose throughout this i have um surrounded myself more with positive thinking people and spent less time with negative people yeah yeah just let things go yeah um hmm, i think my life balance has been pretty good so I'm not looking to particularly change anything in particular just keep going but oh in fact I will change something I will do more exercise <laughs> we've got that row
0: machine now thanks to your dad yeah that was that was a life-changing
1: thing yeah when I used my Christmas money for a row machine it shocked the pants off everyone
0: let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> I was going to say as we start to come to a close here have you got about like five takeaway points that you could share with everyone that's listening or listening or watching today that can help them through difficult times and it might not be cancer but it's just everybody's going through different things in life and what kind of five five takeaway points would you
1: say they could consider um that is a tricky one I I think probably the two things I mentioned earlier from my oncologist is you're not made of glass. So you will Mm -hmm. have to push yourself at times. But also be kind to yourself. Just Mm. give yourself a break. Just, yeah, don't don't set your expectations too high. Just Mm. be realistic in what you're aiming for. But be positive. There's always hope. Just be as positive as you can about it with any disease or illness there is research going on constantly so even if when you're first told that you have something and that you know there's not a lot they can do at this stage they're always learning there may be something later on so go go with it get yourself as fit and healthy as you can in the circumstances in anticipation that there might be something else that can be offered to you. I think it's all about focus and mindset, isn't it? It's
0: like you can either wake up every day and look for the doom and gloom or you can look at, you know, we live in a good country. We've got a health care service, which is very good. We've got good food around us. Um, we have a choice on what how we think each day and what we focus on, don't we, really? So um, oh, it is very much that yeah. side of things.
1: I'm not sure about the five things, though, Heidi. I, I know, I was just thing. thinking to myself, well, I kind of like
0: just weave. It might be five sentences there.
1: <laughs> you better let me know if you need something else
0: <laughs> or if anyone else listening wants to add to the five <laughs> takeaway points we'll be more than willing to agree with what you've got to say so um but um i was going to say louise before we finish is there anything else that you, we haven't discussed that you want to bring out as we come to a
1: close here um i don't think so i just yeah I think it's just been the support of the friends and family really have uh, and being with positive people who've encouraged me and supported me yeah and getting checked regularly as well oh getting checked is massive beyond. yeah yeah I think yeah. I think everybody who knows me is fed up with me preaching about that every now and again are you due for a screen <laughs> are you <laughs> up to date yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, it's good it's good it is it it was a bit of a rude awakening and I started uh, saying to everybody as well um, because as you said you were fit well couldn't feel anything no yeah nothing at all so so thank you so much Louise thank you for your incredible story and I am sure your story has reached many hearts around the world and they can resonate with what you've been through and you know many people are having dark moments and dark times in their life so I'm absolutely certain that with all your positivity that's kind of gone through the airways out around the world, that people will see that shining light that you are through some very dark, turbulent times that people can be having. And when they're feeling quite overwhelmed and and not sure where to go, just get them to come back and keep listening to this episode. Because, you know, we talk like this now, but there were some times, and I think I said to you, didn't I, sometimes you'd leave the clinic. And I'd have a little cry <laughs> to me you know, it might not sound very professional saying that, but you know, you realise how much um you just it builds up, doesn't it? And I knew yeah. that you were trying to just keep, keep going. And so I was keeping that that sort of facade. But it was just in a way, for me, it was a way to discharge because I could see what you were going through, but it was just like, we're just gonna stay in this this mode. Um, so we talk like this now, but there were some tough times though, Louise, wasn't there
1: really? There were, yeah. Um... Um, I did surprise myself I would have thought that I'd have got upset more often than I did but the things that have upset me the most have been watching how it's upset other people so when I know that others are struggling with it then I yeah I get a bit more upset about it but I haven't really I've not felt angry which I think that probably means there's something psychologically wrong with me I probably should have felt angry but I haven't (laughs) <laughs> well I don't i don't I don't wish to be analyzed at this stage so we'll leave it at that we'll leave it at that yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: But no, you've been so positive and very inspirational through this entire time. So if anyone's watching this today, if you're watching it like on the YouTube channel for Total Somatics, please put in the comments below your kind of takeaway points from Louise, how she's inspired you. And if this episode has really hit you and it resonates with you and you're thinking of somebody in particular, please share this episode because that's the key thing, isn't it, Louise? It's it's kind of sharing it out there that there is hope at the end of a very long tunnel sometimes there's a light at the end of the tunnel Uh, and also just again emphasizing get checked on a regular basis Uh, keep that, keep your mindset keep that routine up Um, so yeah if anyone really resonates with this please let us know in the comments and just pass this around it's it's a really important message and yes thank you so so much Louise
1: you're very welcome stay healthy everybody
0: yeah thank you and so thank you everyone for listening today As always, if you've enjoyed this episode and the other episodes, don't forget to like, share, subscribe and press the notification bell if you're watching this on the Total Somatics YouTube channel. Um, And as always, until next time, we'll see you very soon. Well, from both Louise and I, all our love and our very best wishes. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit. To learn more about pain relief plus how to improve your health and well-being, go to totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care.